Discipleship on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Discipleship on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode eight, and we have a great, I guess, two-part question on the table. And at least on the the front end of the podcast, I want to mention that this is just the start of the discussion. Uh, everything that needs to be said about this, these questions is not going to be able to be covered uh, in this podcast. Uh, but what is meant, what is said is meant to encourage disciples to be godly and growing in their discipleship. So I have prayed and I hope that this will give you something to think about, to consider in your own discipleship. And if you're thinking about like, what does it mean to be godly and growing? Well, this kind of will give you an answer. The question stems from a leadership meeting that I was a part of that was talking about no growth disciples. And I really have been just really fascinated thinking about it and just trying to, how, how, can, I, what, how can I answer these questions uh, to encourage you? So here we go. Um, the question is, when it comes to being a disciple of Jesus Christ, what is the standard of growth and what is the expected rate of growth? And, you know, in terms of the, just a broad sense of, you know, Christianity, sometimes there could be just some unclear, vague, you know, answers that people come up with. Um, often, you know, I mean, you, I have heard the expression, only God knows the heart, which is totally true. Like anyone that has read the Bible that um, understands God knows that there are things that God can know that we cannot know. And one of those things is the human heart. But oftentimes, and I'm not saying this in, <coughs> I apologize about the cough too. I'm not saying this in every context, but oftentimes I think people are, are looking for some answer or some way of not being accountable for their growth and being, um, you know, vulnerable to talk about, you know, you know where, where they need to grow or how they're growing. Uh, oftentimes it's a very uncomfortable thing to talk about. Uh, just because maybe you've had bad experiences. Who knows? People put you down or make fun of you. But either way, I I think that um, we ought to find ways to encourage one another and to stir each other up to love and good deeds. So um, while God does know the heart, I do think that the Bible gives us some clear ideas of um, what the standard of growth is and uh, what is to be expected, or at least the expected rate of growth um, so we'll get more into that. And if you have some feedback, I'd love to hear it. So bring it. Um, let's talk about the standard of what is the standard of growth? I think my friend said it best. He did not want to be mentioned, but when I asked him, he, the answer was just, I like, that's just preach it spot on. Let's go for it. His answer of the standard of growth was becoming more like Christ visibly. I mean, that nails it down, you know, so you know, while God knows the heart, clearly our, 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 our godliness should be visible to other people. People should see, I mean, I think First Timothy um, 4, 15 and 16, it kind of gives the idea that, you know, make your progress known. Um, it, it should be visible. Like um, there is, um, God is working in our hearts and uh, that should be working out. Um, I would say that a heart that loves Jesus Christ will manifest godly and growing character. And so it should be evident to the people around you. They should totally see that, um, that um, 
you are becoming more like Christ. And, and the standard for that is just that God has promised he is going to conform his people into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. So that should be manifesting itself in an outward representation. Um, and the standard is that we will bear fruit and will be doing good works. So um, ideally, uh, who knows on what level? I mean, I think that each of us is in a different place, a different context, uh, different relationships, different responsibilities. But either way, um, God has given us opportunities to bear fruit and to be doing good works. And some passages that I would have you consider, look up on your own time, is John 15, verse 1 and 2. Titus 3, verse 7 and 8, and Ephesians 2.10. And I'm sure there's way more verses that we could talk about. I just thought those were ones that just stuck out that I, I like and I've thought about, and I thought it would be good to encourage you with those. Um, so while God knows the heart, man can know to an extent who you are by watching you and how you deal with life as it happens. We're always going to run into trouble and struggles, and, and oftentimes... You know, uh, God, the character is going to deal with those in a certain way. If we're becoming more like Christ, um, that should be evident with how we handle all of the things. And it should kind of, you know, uh, it, it should be in a, in a manner that is pleasing to the Lord. So let's go to the part two, which is what is the expected rate of growth? Um, and so this is what I would say about the expected rate. Um, who knows? I mean, I do know that it could be 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, but no matter what, the expected rate of growth is not going to be zero. Meaning if, if there is not, if these things that I'm going to be talking about, if they're not working out in your life and you're not doing these things, uh, or, you know, uh, then you, you might want to question whether you're truly a disciple uh, because zero is not an expected rate. There should be some measurable um, growth uh, that should be expected in our lives. And so each of us has, um, has different talents, gifts, um, you know, but either way, you know, wherever God has us, we can totally, if we're trusting and depending on him, expect to be growing. Um, you know, people that are not growing, either one, it's a salvation issue, they're not saved, or two, maybe they're stuck. Maybe they're not dealing with their sin. Maybe they're not, you know, repenting. Uh, maybe they're avoiding working through whatever the situation <coughs> situation is. So, but let's get into some of the things that I want to throw out there for you to consider. The first one is, we are expected to make disciples. The Great Commission, Matthew 28. So, we ought to be um, going out and, and talking about Christ and, and making disciples and, uh, and, and, you know, teaching and, uh, you know, going about it in such a way to where uh, we are um, teaching all that Jesus commanded because that is the standard. And so in that, though, we're going to be sharing Christ with others. And who knows on the, the, the I guess the discipleship bullseye is what you might want to call it. I don't know the exact verbiage I'm looking for, but um, there are people that we knew to evangelize, share Christ. Maybe they've never heard of Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe they're not sure about what, who, you know, all the truth about the gospel, who Jesus Christ is. But we need to be sharing with uh, people that don't know Christ. We need to be um, helping others um, who are, let's say, uh, not as mature or immature, you know, 
grow in Christ, and we, we need to be helping others help others grow in Christ. So it's about duplicating. So um, somewhere on the spectrum, we should have people in those categories. And so that's kind of about, that's part of making disciples. But um, it, it, we are expected to make disciples. So uh, as, a, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, um, that's something that should be evident in your life. Uh, something that you should be practicing. Another thing that I wanted to, to talk about is, is just the idea of like, you're going to fail. Like, you know, practice makes progress. Uh, growth is slow. Uh, so we need to be patient with others and ourselves. Um, there, there should be an, an increased holiness in our lives. Um, and and it, so there is, holiness is expected, like in our lives. <coughs> Hebrews 12, 14 Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So holiness is important. So that, that has to be expected. Um, obviously, it should be up and to the right, uh, in, in increasing, you know, either way, making progress. Uh, but in, the, in, the, in the, the grand context of life, um, you are going to totally fail. You're going to sin. You're, you're going to do it wrong. Um, you're you're going to totally forget I mean, who knows? We, I mean, there's all kinds of ways that we could fail. But I will say that <coughs> those who endure to the end will be saved. And so failing is not a problem if it actually, you know, kind of like totally um, debilitates you or, you know, totally takes you out of the game. Um, you know, that, that's the kind of failure you don't want. But when we fail, we just need to handle that rightly in a way that would honor the Lord and please Him. Um, so, um, you know, ma maturity takes time. It's not a checklist. So um, oftentimes, you know, people want to just be able to get this checklist. They want it to just, this is the way it needs to be. And we can just totally go through this and, oh, everything's checked off. We're totally good. Um, but maturity is really more about uh, distinguishing good from evil. And sometimes it's actually just deciding between what is um, what is good or best or better and best, you know, meaning these options aren't really, neither one is, is evil, but um, considering what is actually best for you right now. Um, so one, one verse that I was thinking about was Hebrews 5, 13 and 14, which uh, says, For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. And so um, that, that's just a practice. So maturity is about practicing, you know, um, seeking the Lord for help, depending on Him, and, and going and just uh, working that out in your life and doing it in a way that where you, you are continually growing and making progress as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Another thing would be, you know, I was actually talking to two young men um, uh, last night at a wedding and I asked them this and they're like, and they're like, and both of them kind of talked about this in the same way. Well, you need to be, uh, growing more and more, uh, but you also need to be uh, confessing and repenting of sin. Uh, when's the last time you actually confessed and repented of sin and did that before somebody brought it to your attention? Um, Christians have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit should be convicting you of sin because, <clears throat> we are going to sin. And so um, the, he should be, the conviction should lead us to actually take ownership of our sins by dealing with those no matter what. You know, not when somebody comes to you um, 
you know, but like you're actually going before, and they may not even know that you sinned. And you're like, you know, you go to your boss, you go to your your mother, your your brother, your sister, your teacher. You, know, you did something that was sinful and did not please the Lord, and you want to own that, so you confess it. Because First um, John one nine um, says that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So one of the reasons why someone would not be growing um, is because they're not dealing with their sin, they're not confessing and repenting. So that is something that you really need to, to consider is, like, when's the last time you went to one of your siblings or your teacher? Like, we're always sinning. Like, if you say you're without sin, then you're not, uh, you're not saved uh, because uh, the truth is not in you and you're lying. Um, but if you are, like... Are, are you doing that in a way? Are you being humble with your confessing and, and not waiting for somebody to come to you, but you're going to deal with that when it needs to be dealt with? So um, I hope that uh, has given you some things to chew on, think about, uh, because God has given us a standard of growth and there is an expected rate of growth, uh, which means there should be some growth. And so this growth it's got to be measurable and tangible in a way that the people around you can totally say, oh, to God be glory for, you know, so-and-so. Joe over here is just doing really well. He's, he's growing. He's, he's dealing with his responsibilities and his roles in a way that honors God. And, man, a year ago, like, he was just totally, you know, let's say he was lying or he, he wasn't living with his wife in an understanding way. He was kind of taking shortcuts in his job. But, man, he's not doing that anymore. He's just like, she's like, you know, he's getting after it, and he's doing it in a way that pleases the Lord, you know. So I hope that this encourages you and it, it stirs you on to love and good deeds. So until next time, be godly and growing. And thank you for tuning in.